it under 100. Folks, welcome back to the Keep It Under 100 podcast. I'm your host, Dan Slater. My co-host is here. AJ, what's going on? Not much. We are uh, finishing up a very packed week. Huge Going week. into two very busy weeks for us coming Just up. Just relentless. We'll probably have to take a little break after this. We're going to try and squeeze one in next week, but the big guy's got a wedding coming up. I got some work travel going on, so we are going to squeeze it in when we can because it is a packed sporting schedule as well. Then don't worry, our picks will still be posted. Oh, they'll be out there. Don't you worry. So let's just start like we always do. State of the game. We played some golf. Oh, yeah, we did play golf. uh, On Sunday out at Coyote. First of all, let's note the dumbest 18 hole 18th hole in the history of golf. Yes, uh, I'm going to chuck you know how we had that like stupidest holes or worst holes or least favorite holes. Yep. That's added to the list That's now. That's easily in the top 5 dumbest. We have the 170 or 170 uh, layup. Yeah, 180 yard shot to the shit off the tee on a par 5. And you have to carry probably 240 to probably 240 it. to 260. But then if let's just say you do carry, let's just say you're, you know, one of those guys who walks around with your nuts on the ground and carries the ball 260 in the air. You let's then just have say, to carry it again to Then you have to carry it another 260 over a big pond <laughs> into the green. It's basically a three-shot hole where two of your shots are 160. You're hitting 360-yard shots. Yeah, it's really weird. It was into the wind, so I think I went like seven iron, five wood, pitching wedge, something like I that. Like six iron hybrid. And by all means, I'm not against like forced layups, but to have a par five with a 180 yard shot. Well, especially team, if like, you're finishing holes, your iconic finishing hole. And it's not like you can swing away. Like there's there's a like a marsh with a bunch of tall weeds. Road to the left. Road to the left. But then there's two big ass trees that are like that like tighten it up too. It's like a field so, goal, yeah, basically. A long ass field goal. It's like trying. It's like attempting a seventy yard field goal in the last play of the game. Yeah, it was a nice course though. I enjoyed it. The course, other than that, I, I agree. I enjoyed it. But it was a ton of fun. Yeah. How'd you play? It was a tail of two nines. I think it went like fifty one forty four or forty five. So you did keep it under hundred. Yeah. The front nine, I putted amazing. I think I had four one putts, and all two putts outside of that. So putting was great. Okay. Just just the middle stuff that was an issue. Back nine, figured out the striking with like the irons and like my second shots. Yeah. Putting kind of went wayward a bit, but still shot pretty well. Uh, finally, I think I got a couple like good like less spinny drives. Okay. And that one long ass par four was like what four forty I think. Yeah. Smoked the drive. I only had like one sixty into it. Okay. Still. So I had two really good drives like that, and then a couple like more spinny ones. But starting to find the slot. Starting to find the slot, I think. I say that now, and when I golf next week, I'm going to end up like so. I'm not hitting the fairway. In a similar vein, famous last words: that I'm hitting my irons the best I've hit them all year. I uh, yeah, in preparation for tomorrow. I played twice, went 74, 75 over the weekend, including a, just a terrible three putt on the 18th hole, which should have been a 73. But um, just not making a lot, of, hitting a ton of fairways. Hitting a lot more greens than I was early in the year, so. But I think I need. We need to take a step back. I have to congratulate you. Oh, that's right. I you are below that. a three now on your that's handicap. That's true. We just did our goal podcast, and then after, um, after our the two rounds this weekend, 
my handicap is now officially a 2.9. So congrats! I've reached my goal. Now I just need to stay there. And now a little, um, little, uh, real quick, another step back. To so we should have done this earlier. A little moment of silence. Queen Elizabeth is dead. May she rest in peace. Yeah, two seconds is all we needed. Yeah. All right, back to golf talk. <laughs> I mean, she was 96. Yeah, she had I mean, long, like, it's a landmark. Very day, long but... life. How do you think she, like, went out, do you think? I'm Pro- hoping she went out with an orgasm. No, it was, they said it was peacefully in her bed, but isn't she the one that, that had, like, a glass of bed. gin, like, every single day? Probably. Like, for, like, 30 years. I was just hoping, like, Harry Styles was going down in her and she just passed away smiling. Jesus. That, I mean, that's what you want, right? I guess. If you're the queen and you're 96. Yeah. Well, so, speaking of my goal and hitting my irons, the the best I ever have, it's a good time for it because I have a rare opportunity to go play Oakland Hills, the south course, tomorrow. The jealousy I have is... I, I was actually, in the back of my head, I was toying with the notion of, depending on how my uh, my close week went with work this week, yeah. I was going to like, if I can't go, I know who will step in at a moment's oh notice. Oh my god, <laughs> I was going to ask you anyway and then say, ah, just kidding. I would cry. <laughs> the thing is, too, like, I just had this thought, like, I would if, like, they call me tomorrow, like, hey, you have 40 minutes to get here. I would do it. I have zero PTO left right now because of my honeymoon and my wedding. Right. I'd find a way. Yeah, make it work. Um, what Do you know what tees you're going to play from? I don't yet. I haven't looked at much. Work has been crazy this week. But, uh, so Oakland Hills South Course, for those that don't know, it's in Blooming, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan, and it is... There's the the site of the 04 Ryder Cup. It will be the site of the 2034 and 2051 U.S. Open. Yeah, as well we as might various. Be dead by the time the 51 one comes around. I doubt it, but never know. Hell, this, this podcast might we might have passed it on already to someone else. <laughs> Could you imagine this? That'd be a 30 year long <laughs> podcast. That'd be incredible. What's like the longest running but, podcast but, right now? Joe Rogan. Yeah, maybe Bill Simmons. I don't like. But think about that, like, in 30 years. It'll be how you think about, like, magazines now. Like, yeah, 30-year-old podcast is going to be nothing in, in 30 years from now. Probably. Like, I mean, what, there's, what else could yeah. media evolve to? You've had, you know, I mean, basically, newspapers, magazines. I would guess that, like, it, it's basically already there, but I would say, like, three-quarters of podcasts in a couple of years are going to all be basically video or just audio. Like... Just ton of right. YouTube shows. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where I'm playing tomorrow. So expect some uh, some pictures on that. Make sure to check us out on Instagram and Twitter at 100 underscore Keep It Under. Uh, so we'll t- we, we'll just we'll dive into that next time. Um, also playing another private course on Monday, Meadowbrook. Oh, at no our uh, fried egg outing for the fried egg with me and uh, stupid Dave. So we'll definitely have to do a download on that as well. But I'm jealous about that too. So I'm just hoping everything comes together like it did last week. So Shoot a famous seventy fours and under at fam- those courses. Famous last words. You might get the handicap under two if you throw a couple. Playing with, two a, cat, playing with a caddy too. So we'll play, have you played with the caddy before? Mm-hmm. Okay. At Aaron Hills, I did. Um, anyway, so before moving on to kind of the main topic of the show, a lot of stuff going on. Well, not a lot, but some stuff going on in the golf world this week. Um, Presidents Cup teams. Presidents Cup teams were announced. So with the couple lived defectors, the international team got a couple more captains picks. So besides Matsuyama, Adam Scott, Sung JM, Mito Pereira, Corey Connors, and Tom Kim, they got six captains picks in KH Lee, 
Taylor Pendrith, Sebastian Munoz, Christian Bezadenhut, your boy Siwoo Kim. Dude, Siwoo Kim and is Cam a relic. Davis. He hasn't played good in a he long time. A, he played pretty good recently. Cam Davis, Rocket Mortgage champ last year. Yeah. So, interesting team. It's it's without um, without Lahiri and Cam Smith. Like this team looks a lot better th- on paper than like I would have thought. Yeah, it's it's a team that can. Well, you, I guess Neiman too. Gonna, they lost Neiman. Yeah, too. you're not going to throw the house at them, but you wouldn't yeah. be shocked if they all play. They all played their you know their S- best quote unquote and sadly gave it a run. Sadly, if they play their best, I still think they're probably losing by six points to this U.S. Yeah, because so. the captains. Let's go to the captains' picks for the U.S. Spieth. Yep. Colin Morikawa. Yep. Homa. Congrats, Homa, for love, that. Love that. Playing some great golf lately. Yep. Billy Horschel. Oh, yeah. The American Psycho, which... Yeah. Didn't he just get into it with... Uh... Yeah, so I was going to talk about that. <laughs> okay. So, on well, the, at the BMW PGA Championship on the DP World Tour, pretty heated conversation between Billy Horschel and uh, Ian Poulter after he I think was, was calling people out by name regarding the live players playing in this tournament. But anyway, go ahead. Keep going. Uh, Cam Young. Yep. Welcome welcome back to the PGA Tour after having your foot halfway in. I'm sure. I'm sure he's not going to regret his decision to stay after playing in this event. Correct. Like it's it's a game changer. Uh, Kevin, it's not a hobby. Kisner, I'm interested in that. I feel like this is kind of like a. Out. I feel like it's kind of like a, at him at I think he's 37 or 38. I feel like it's kind of like a you know hats off, Kevin. You know you've had a good run. You've been yeah. on a couple of these teams. We'll give you one more because you're probably not making another one. Because yeah. if Zalatoris is healthy, he's not on this team. Correct. Zalatoris is usually taking... I mean, everyone... This could be Horschel's last... Last shot. Last yeah. shot at it. I mean, All, the everyone, rest of the team. It's pretty young. I mean, the next oldest person after those two is Max Homo, who's 31. Right, exactly. And he's playing the best golf of his life. Like, this could be his one and only President's Cup appearance. Right. So... So, pretty excited about that. The U.S. team is still only at minus 500. And if it stays there... I'm a little afraid about how much I'm going to put on that. Put uh, put two grand on it. Their average world ranking is like 11.6 for the U.S. team. Yeah, I mean, they have Sky Sheffer, Cantlay, Xander, Sam Burns, JT, and Fino. Plus, you, plus all those plus guys, guys we, we just, just mentioned. About, yeah. So but. you so go back to the the Billy Horschel. So a lot of Holter. all the interview stuff. So the DP World Tour has the BMW PGA Championship, one of their flagship events of the year. Yes, yeah. this, this week. So you get a lot of the your especially the European guys that go over and play. Um, so during their like opening press conferences and everything, obviously people are gonna and there's a lot of live guys. I think there was twelve live players in the field. They should just fight each other. So there's a lot of uh, commentary on it, right? Because obviously the reporters have to ask about it. Because if they don't, we are submitting to sports washing and not worrying. Yeah. About it. But aside from the lawsuit that kind of already had people irked. You have a situation like this where guys who are on live know they're running out of world ranking points. So if they qualify for this event, they're playing in it because they need world ranking points. But what happens is if these aren't regular members of the DP World Tour, so like Taylor Gooch. um, Correct. Just about everyone. Almost everyone that that wouldn't normally play on the DP World Tour. They're taking a spot from a normal DP World Tour member. So... Rory, John Rahm, Billy Horschel all took exception to that, saying that, you know, they're taking the spots of someone 
Who needs this more than who me. needs it and deserves it. And these guys don't want to be here anyway. So you had Billy Horschel say something to that effect and calling people out by name. And then yesterday on the putting green, some fan caught a video. Poulter came up to Horschel, and they're doing a lot of hand-talking and a lot of uh, what I would consider a heated conversation. Now, they're both pretty animated guys, so it wouldn't surprise me at I all. I think Billy Horschel probably was... telling his, his visor's fucking stupid. That's what my I would not be surprised be. if they were not actually arguing at all, but just kind of talking through but it looked heated so, so obviously the internet watching, just runs wild watching the video i didn't think they were uh actually arguing it just it just looked like a more of like, a, like i said i guess a a, a a lukewarm conversation because they weren't like yelling they weren't like in each other's face and there were people around them like they're i think they're caddy was around that they weren't really reacting that much like it was something out of the ordinary. Right, other people were just kind of walking away and not. Yeah, so it's like, not like I feel like someone would have like turned their head and looked if they were yeah, actually if they're like really getting, getting after argument. each other. Right. Someone would be like staring or like, hey, 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 chill out, calm down. So yeah. I just think it's uh, the internet taking an opportunity to make more out of it than it is. Yeah. So, but um, I, if you were to ask, just kind of real quick, if you're if you're to be like, oh, do you like Billy Horschel at the start of this year? I would have said no. I know I'm a big Billy Horschel guy. I'm all in on Billy Horschel. He signed the dress. He's just been... I can't wait to see him in the President's Cup. He's just intense as hell. Right. He still looks like he's a complete psychopath, but... So, backing up from the the interviews this week, you had the Live Boston event that you were trying to chime in with last week. So that is now over. I was just trying to let you know that it was going on. So Phil did his, you know, his little victory lap in his press conference for Live. Where he's basically like, oh, yeah, no, it was great that the PGA Tour found hundreds of millions of dollars. Which <laughs> is just so disingenuous and stupid because he he's knows that's not he knows that's not the case. But he, the problem is, is he's going to convince someone with that quote. Someone's like, oh, shit, yeah, Phil's right. Yeah, there's, and there's, those people are there's just a lot of stupid morons. people in the world. I agree. And we're two uh, of the stupidest people in the world. The one other thing I wanted to point out from the quotes this week was from Neiman, so... Uh, Joaquin Neiman, at his after his podium finish, this is from uh, Mike McAllister on Twitter, but he called it the best experience I've had by far on a golf course. Being in contention with the crowd, just seeing the crowd so young, you can feel the energy. It's way different. This guy won the Genesis Invitational last year and was handed a trophy by Tiger Woods and then played <laughs> and then played at Royal Melbourne in the Presidents Cup against Tiger Woods in 2019. But no, this was the best experience he's had on a golf course. Like, what a just a flat out fucking piece of shit liar. Well, yeah, I mean, like it's basically like, okay, you gave me all this money, I will say whatever the fuck you want me yeah, to say. Yeah, give me my talking points. So this is from a uh, Golf Digest interview with Joaquin Neiman at some point over the summer. Uh, Sergio have jumped into the Saudi circuit and aren't going to be on the PGA. Uh, talking about some of the other guys that jumped on the yeah. Saudi circuit and aren't going to be on the PGA tour anymore. It sucks. It sucks that we made such a nice fr- nice friendship to just be apart be- because of different reasons. I mean, they have to make their own decisions, but we won't be together as much. The next question is, how have you dealt with the rumors of you going to live? There's been a lot of rumors, especially this the week uh, Carlos left. People thought I was going to leave too. I don't know where those rumors come from. It kind of sucks. But yeah, you sometimes you see sometimes who your real friends are and who are not. What are your goals for the future? All I want to be is number one in the world. 
That comes from playing in majors, winning tournaments, and shooting shooting low scores. Mm. So funny don't, how the chain the tune changes a little bit when uh, don't when think they he's put a couple number one in the world anytime when soon. they put a couple more zeros on it. So just a couple some things that I was thinking about in general related to live. All people keep t- so ignoring the the talking heads that are in the thing that are getting paid millions of dollars to say whatever people tell them to say. Yes. So whatever. But talking, you know, seeing journalists who could also be paid, by the way, I'm sure there are um, influencers and journalists that are also being paid by Liv to say things. But the, what you see is being on site is just awesome. It's a great fan experience. You know, the music, uh, affordable prices, all that shit. What I think some people forget is a cool on-site experience doesn't do shit for TV and doesn't do shit for revenue. Correct. Overall. So I don't want people to forget that the reason this whole thing works and why they can basically do whatever the fuck they want is because they have an endless checkbook that has zero concerns about actually making money. Correct. So the fact that some of this can just... Like, if someone just decides that this is done, sure, some a lot of those guys have guarantees in their contract, but not that, not that I've seen hat. the contracts, but drop of a hat, they could just say, you know what, this isn't working, We're, we don't want to win money anymore, you're done. Yeah. See ya, goodbye. And get fucked. thinking ahead, like, if they are trying to get a TV deal, which some of that, I think, depends on the world rankings, right? Because if... if Ultimately, it decides that in their current format, which, well, if they don't change their format, they're not going to get world ranking points. But if if we cross all those hurdles and they all of a sudden get a TV deal, how does that then work with commercials? Like, people talk, like, obviously, Twitter just goes nuts, but it's like, oh, man, look at all the action. The shotgun starts just shot, 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 shot. Yeah. How do you think that's affected if they get a TV deal? They don't just get to not have commercials if they get a TV deal. Well, I think <clears throat> I don't think they're concerned about like. Again, no, no, no I agree they're not, but you would think that that would be part of their long-term plan because if that doesn't happen, this is not going to be a permanent thing on YouTube. Like, no, it just won't happen. I mean, I think what you maybe they they do some sort of deal where that's almost always like a continuous playthrough, where you have like picture in picture of the action going on and commercials running alongside. I guess. The big, I, the big I don't watch enough F1 to know how their commercials and everything work. Right. But it could be similar to that. Right. But does anybody That's wa- the model does, they're going after. But does anybody watch F1? Oh, millions of people watch F1. F1's like one of the most popular sports in the world. Hmm. Not a very big American sport. Yeah. But, you know, Dan, there are but other to, people outside the No, I understand that, States. but that's to me, that's the key to the TV market is the U.S. For golf, yeah. I think for all sports, besides maybe so- even soccer. No. I mean, soccer. Have you seen some of the soccer contracts people get paid? Do you think they're worried about USA market? No, not TV market. I, yeah, that's probably true. But, like, you know, like basketball, football, golf, hockey, like that is dominated by yeah, the like, U.S. TV market. So football and hockey are, like, primarily professionally played by... But so is golf at the professional level. Yeah, but I think... There are more countries that play golf than there are that play hockey. True. So, some of the questions I have that are kind of still is how is the like how is the relegation going to work? People like 
people don't realize that this just flat out doesn't work if the setup is we're just going to go pay whoever we want and they're going to be a part of this. That doesn't I think, work. I think at they're a, past that now. They, I think the roster is filled out to what it's going to be. You're not going to see don't many. Think so. What other big names are you going to see jump? I don't know, but you you tell me that all of a sudden they throw three hundred million dollars at Patrick Cantley, he might not go. I think they've already had that type of conversation. They probably have, but you think they're going to stop trying? Like, what's the difference for them if they spend another billion dollars? I th- I, don't, I don't think it stops. The thing is, is these forty eight players like the relegation. There has to be relegation. There can't. It can't just be these are the forty eight guys and that's it. Otherwise. One, you're not going to get world ranking points for sure that way. It has there has to be some court sort of ecosystem in qualifying for this to they work. Give a shit about it. Then the, if they don't, if they truly don't give a shit about world, about world ranking points, then that's exactly what's going to happen. Because there has to be some kind of delegation, even if it's the Asian tour or something. There has to be some type of qualifying process at some point, or this is not a legitimate professional league. Well, it's like. Uh... I think what Pat Perez came out and said, I don't see them paying $4 million. This is an exposition, ex, exhibition match. Like, no, it, that's the that's definition it. of an exhibition. It's, How about when Tiger invited, and Phil play yeah, for $9 million? You're just invited here right. to play, and we're going to pay you. And There's no bearing who wins this tournament. Like The money they win comes out of what they've already been guaranteed. And that's what I say to the people who are like, well, how do the... How do the majors, or how does the PGA Tour call itself the best tour in the world if they don't have the number... 18 ranked player in the world, which is like DJ, for instance, or something like yeah. that. Well, if DJ wants to go play a bunch of exhibitions and not qualify, like that's how you get world ranking points. We don't just sit around arbitrarily and say, you know what, DJ is pretty good. He should be on this tour. That's yeah. not how it works. Anyway, just some thoughts I was mulling over throughout the year. Um, I had a stat from Cal Porter that I just want to throw out there because it's insane, but it was strokes gained... It was top 10 in money won this year, including the guys that left for Liv. Um, I love that your voice changes when you have to mention Liv. This gets like annoyed and sad. Top 10 by according to strokes gained category. So the top 10 strokes gained off the tee won $77 million this year. Hmm. Top 10 in strokes gained approach won $94 million this year. Top 10 strokes gained around the greens, 32 million. And top 10 strokes gained putting, 44 million. So off the tee and approach clearly is where the money is. Yeah. Drive for dough. Drive for dough. Yeah. Anyway, uh, NFL starts tonight. Yeah, we have football. So we got football we kinda, tonight. We got week two of college. This is the transition of like where golf season's kind of a, a lull. Mm-hmm. And we pick up more of the, you know, the football talk. Yeah. You know, so, our hybrid podcast season. So we're kind of treating this as like our NFL slash fantasy preview. Yeah. So just a couple th- I pulled some uh, some odds basically kind of looking at uh, some year-long bets that I like as well as, um, you know, NFC, AFC winners, uh, Super Bowl odds, MVP, offensive, defensive player, and then just some teams like uh, that maybe you're interested to watch or things teams that you're expecting expecting big things out of. Oh wait, before we do that, should we mention that Ricky fired his coach? Oh yeah, going I'm back to that. going back to working with Butch Harmon, which I think could that's be, a could good be move. Good, could be a good thing. When I saw that tweet, my dick got hard a bit. 
So, you know, it's just so, enough Ricky news to carry me through until you, like, finish his top five in one of these BS uh, yeah. fall tournaments in Mexico. So before we get to kind of the rest of the NFL, let's start with our uh, with our hometown Lions. First of all, what did you think of the draft, and what are you thinking uh, expecting out of them this year? I guess. Uh, I mean, their draft was fine. We kind of discussed that already in the draft pod, but I think uh, I think they can cover their over on the win total this year. I think it's six and a half. Six and a half. Opened Vegas. at five and a half, and then it got. Hammered up the uh, the hard knocks jump. No, it it jumped like months ago. There's been a ton of like actual like sharp money on the Lions over. Yeah, for wins. So I think they do that. Other than that, I mean, you have to as a Lions watcher because I'm not really like the Lions aren't like my team. As a little kid growing up, like my team was the Ravens. Okay, so I was like ten on. It's because Lions sucked, and I like the color purple. So there okay. I was. Great. Um, as a Lions watcher and even as a Lions fan, you can probably attest this. You have to go in with low expectations so you don't get hurt. The problem is I do that every year, and then I just die a little bit every year. So I'm I'm through tempering expectations. I say screw it. So this year, just like every year, I'm just all in. I'm just going to live and die with them game by, game by game. Well, I fully expect them to only win seven or eight games. That'd be a win for them, I think. I agree. I think they just need to get a little bit better, and they need to use their draft picks and get their quarterback next year. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a fun season to watch. Also, this also has feelings of like how the Tigers' optimism was at the start of the season, and they just suck dick now. So hopefully, it doesn't happen for the Lions. True. Who uh, who you got your eye on? Is there not getting into like you know who's going to win the Super Bowl yet? But is there a team that you're expecting that's going to surprise people this year? Surprise! Like so, like just go way above expectations or way below expectations. Yeah, I think honestly, I'm I'm a big Baker Mayfield truther. Oh God! So I think the Panthers snag a wild card. The problem is, is I think that's so dependent on McCaffrey's health because he can he changes your offense, and if he's hurt, I do not see like. Pick a better situation for a quarterback than one of the best lines in the league and Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, and Baker Mayfield couldn't do a damn thing. I mean, he got in their first playoff win, and he played with a with, torn shoulder last year. With a really good, de- like, one of the best defenses in the league. Okay. Like, you know they've had a pretty solid defense for a while, and they never won a playoff game or got there, right? Yeah, but they also didn't have two elite running backs. I wouldn't say I'm not saying Baker Mayfield's bad. I'm just saying I'm saying people shit on Baker Mayfield's season last year. There's a reason for that. Because he had one arm. The 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 coaching staff and ownership should have never allowed him to play through the injury as much as he did. I don't know. So I don't not like the guy. I just don't think he's that good. Okay, we'll see this year. We will. Yeah. I uh I kinda like the Colts this year. I don't know. I, I think Matt Ryan sucks and I think they went a downgrade at quarterback, so that is not a downgrade. Carson Wentz is terrible. It is indeed a downgrade. No way. I think he's back with Frank Reich, and uh, I, I expect big things out of the Colts. Who's back with Frank Reich? Carson Wait, Wentz Frank... was, was the coach of the Eagles, offensive coordinator. Oh, that's right. Either way, I think Matt Ryan with an actual good offensive line and some... He's 106 years old. And some not weapons. He had weapons. Did he? Yeah, I don't know. Have you heard of Julio Jones, Kelvin Ridley? Yeah, what you mean when he was the MVP in 2016? Yeah, and what have they done? What is Has he... Julio played more than three games since then? 
Matt Ryan has had one really good season. And like, they had great a, season. Like and their season. coach got fired because of how bad their defense was. Okay. You so I think I think the Colts lose the Jaguars week one. No way. Okay. I'll take that bet. The, I'm the, one of my bets for the year is the Colts to win the division at minus one forty. You might as well just light that money on fire. Not only did they add Stefan Stefan Gilmore to an already really good defense, but I think Matt Ryan's good. So Sure. <laughs> I'll take the Colts to win the division. Okay. Um the other weird prop bet I found was the state of California to win the Super Bowl. So Chargers or Rams or 49ers? Yeah. Are the big teams that could do it? It's not a bad bet. Or Ra- well, yeah. Oh, no. Raiders are in Las Vegas now. So. Oh, yeah. Las Vegas, California. Yeah. You ever been? Yeah. But I don't mind that. Plus 400 for those three teams. Uh, you want to do uh, you want to do Super Bowl matchups? You want to do like MVP, offensive, defensive player first? We can do MVP, offensive, defensive player right. first. Let's go with defensive player. Defensive player of the year. I mean, it's hard to argue like against the the big three of Watt, Garrett, and Donald. So if I'm not going to choose one of those three, I think it'll be just outside that. I think Micah Parsons. Absolute freak of nature. I think he has like the fourth or fifth best odds. He should finish 15-plus sacks Yeah, if they utilize him properly. he's. I think he's the best value pick. I don't know. Do you have odds up? Yeah. What are uh, Khalil Mack's odds? Plus 3,000. That's where I'm going. You're putting him next to Joey Bosa on a pretty dynamic defense outside of maybe the D-tackles. Like They should have a really good secondary with... Derwin James and then JC Jackson will be back in a couple of weeks. Like, I'm it's very bad cu- pick. It's good value. Very curious to see what Mac does with Bosa on the other side. So he's my pick. And if I had to go, like, a, I guess a little bit more further out, closer to those odds, I do love me some Max Crosby. I love me some uh, some Darius Leonard. Mm. I think he's probably the best linebacker in football. And plus three thousand as well. Yeah, and that goes with my Colts play. So yeah. You're a big Colts guy. Yeah. What about uh, offensive player? So offensive player of the year. I mean, so you got to think like not your MVP pick. Yeah. But, like well, maybe the next best offensive player. Yeah, because like the MVP is gonna be a quarterback, and it's always a quarterback. I would say if he stays healthy, and I'm gonna follow follow along with my Panthers pick, C Mac, CMC, Christian McCaffrey. I just don't see there's any way that guy plays enough games to do that. But I'm going with two kind of, not not prove it, prove it is not the right word, but two guys who lost some key pieces who are going to be like, people are going to doubt me, fuck them. And that's Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers. Both lost their, their biggest weapon, but I still think they're going to have incredibly efficient seasons and be pretty good. And I don't, I'm not picking either of them for MVP, so I'm taking one of them for offensive player. Okay. I bet you I know who your MVP is. Okay. You go first. Uh, for MVP, again, I mean, we've established it's going to be a quarterback. It, unless if someone rushes for 2,200 yards and 28 touchdowns. It's, I mean, it's between, I think, I think it's a two-horse race with like a third kind of for MVP? behind. Yeah. Okay. Leading into it, I think it's between Josh Allen and Herbert, and then that trailer could be Joe Burrow. Wow. Okay. But I think it's going to ultimately be the favorite right now, Josh Allen. 
plus 650. He's probably the best quarterback in the NFL right now. Easy. Jesus. He's what, fucking... What, what is that? Where? Why? Where do you get that from? That's my prediction. Oh, that's your prediction. Yeah. Okay. Well, you just said he might. he's the best quarterback in the NFL right now. That was a you statement. You could make that argument, yes. How? Have, do you not watch this guy play? He's good. He's he's just good. He's really good. He's a top five QB in the league, but I'm not going to... Well, he hasn't done anything yet. Okay. Aaron Rodgers didn't win his first Super Bowl for like ever, and people were saying he's the best quarterback. Aaron Rodgers ever. still only won one Super Bowl. Yeah. That doesn't mean he's not the best quarterback. From a, from a from like an arm talent and his quarterback, not 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 like has he won the most Super Bowls? Pure talent wise, Josh Allen is the best quarterback. I would argue that Mahomes is still the best quarterback by far, talent wise. Mm. Anyway, Allen does more with less. All right, well, I'm fading the Bills this year. There's too many people that are all on the bandwagon. So there I'm is fading a huge, the Bills. The Bills are like if it's you look every at, single if bet. you look at it, it's Bills. Super yeah, Bowl, Bills. Every Super Bowl. single bet. Like I I I know they they've been building their team really well. Their defense should be really. They might even have the best defense in the NFL this year, but. All it takes is one injury or two at the wrong spots, yeah. and any team can really be in trouble. So I'm just going to fade the Bills because I just don't see a lot of value there. You're right, though. I'm going with Herbert. Yeah. Herbert, or I'm going with uh, my man, Matt Stafford. Just a little value there, plus 1,400 if he stays healthy. I think Allen Robinson can have a big year this year. You're not going to ride Matt Ryan plus 4,500? I'd sprinkle on that. I know who you could might be a good sprinkle. Who? Well, Baker Mayfield. Stop it. Just shut up. <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Plus 8,000. Um, okay, so before we get into like Super Bowl and AFC, NFC picks, some other just weird bets that I saw. So AFC to win the Super Bowl, minus 130. I kind of like that. Just because the, basically the AFC West alone and the Bills and my Colts. Your Colts. Not my Colts. I shouldn't say that. I hate the Colts. <laughs> but I just think they're going to be good. I also like the AFC West or the NFC West. So separate bets. Yeah. But AFC West to win the Super Bowl plus 350. So you get the Raiders, the Chiefs, and the Chargers. Yeah. Or NFC West, you get Rams and Niners, who I, both, who I like both those yeah. teams, at plus 500. You just did not even bring up the Broncos either? Oh, shit. Yeah, you get the Broncos too. I think it's going to take a year for them to like... I don't I mean, think it's, they, just, it's not just going to be... Stay, like, Judy's been hurt. Yeah. Sutton's been hurt. They have Javante Williams. Still Melvin Gordon. I think they'll be good. I just... I don't know how good their defense is going to be, and I just think it'll take a year yeah. to, like... Yeah. Is, is it just going to be let Russ cook, and it's going to be let like... Let Russ cook, Like baby. the Stafford synergy on the Rams last year? I, I, I guess it's... I don't think their team is as good as the Rams were getting him, so... And I think, like, Russell Wilson is really fucking good, but he's a little limited in what he can do. Like, he's... It's because he's three and a half feet tall. Right, exactly. Just like Kyler Murray. Anyway, all right, let's get to our picks then. Who you got, uh, who you like, AFC, NFC, and who you taking to win the Super Bowl? I think the Rams make it back. Whoo! I like that. I mean, they, they didn't lose a ton. They Probably. lost a couple people on defense, but like secondary, like yeah, I mean, like can, lower level players, like not having Robert Woods kind of sucks. But they didn't have him last year. He got hurt. He got hurt, but I mean, he's a really good piece. He played part of the season. 
You replaced you know, with Allen Robinson, though. Who's very good. Who is very good. Um, I still think they re-sign OBJ, too. I think what they're doing right now is just letting... Well, Van Jefferson's hurt right now, too. So if he doesn't get healthy, because he can take... Van Jefferson can take a step and just become like a very good slot yeah, guy. Yeah, true. Um, so I think they make it back. And I think Lamar Jackson gets off the schneid in the playoffs. Oh, boy. This will be dependent on how healthy their backfield stays. Though last year, all their running backs got hurt before like the they're season. They're hurt again right now, aren't they? No, they're they're working their way back in. Dobbins might not play week one. He already is. Yeah. He came out, he's playing. So. Well, did you see today though that they announced uh, Lamar Jackson had an interview and he said they have until Friday to come to an agreement. I'm yeah. assuming that just means they're just not going to negotiate during the yeah, season. Yeah, correct. But <laughs> he's, he's not going to be happy. Now. He's not going to be happy about it. He'll be fine. I think he'll be. Rams, Ravens. Rams, Ravens, and who you got winning it? I mean, it, the Rams are just too good. Wow. You're going back to back. I think back to back. Wow. And and it, it would just be like the perfect karma, I guess, or irony or whatever you want to call it, that Matt Stafford wins back to back Super Bowls. As soon as he leaves. That and would like, be awesome. And Detroit Sports Radio's heads just fucking explode. I would love to see it. I would. Oh, a lot of people. Nice, but punch, mostly punch because I mean, they still have the best defensive player. They have the best wide receiver. Cam Akers is in a very good spot with his health. Yeah, Daryl Henderson Jr. is a great second back. They have tons they have of a talent. second tight end. I think his name's Hopkins, who made a couple really good plays in the Super He's Bowl. He's athletic as shit. They're, they're, I'm reading a lot of good stuff about him in camp too. So it's just, I think for them, it's going to be. If they stay healthy, healthy, yeah. Safe is Stafford's arm going to be? Yeah, Stafford's arm going to fall off. Right. Are there any freak injuries to their star players? But that's that's the team to beat. I'm not big on the Bucks. I think Father Time eventually catches Tom Brady, but I'm I don't also, think Brady's going to be the problem. I, they're already having. They already had two of their offensive linemen go down. Yep. I just Godwin's don't know. Not playing tonight or this week. He might not be playing anymore this week. I think their defense is still going to be really good. Didn't they sign like Akeem Hicks or something? They're, I don't, I don't know. They signed a really good D tackle to go with Vita Vea to kind of replace Sue. Yeah, and they may, might have the best linebacking tandem in the NFL with uh, David, Devin White, and Levante David. But we'll see. How about I, I think the Bucks make it, but okay. So Bucks are making the Super Bowl. They're not making the Super Bowl. I'm going. What the fuck uh, you say the Bucks make it then? Make they're going to make the playoffs and oh, make a run okay. again. But I just think they're going. Uh, I think they might get, be too hurt in the end. I'm going. Uh, like we already talked about Herbert, I think they're set up with their additions. They're kind of going all in a lot like the Rams did last year with uh, signing J.C. Jackson, getting Khalil Mack. Um, I think they also signed uh, Kyle Van Noy, former Lion Kyle Van Noy. He was good. He's a good edge player. Yeah, um, he's good. He's so I'm going like a Chargers. Depth piece. Chargers versus the 49ers. I think the Niners... Also, we're going to be in the running for having one of the best, probably the best defense in the NFL. And there's a couple of people who really love Trey Lance. I really like any quarterback in a Kyle Shanahan system. And I feel like nobody can be as bad as Jimmy G was. Jimmy G, okay. Um, Jimmy G is not oh, is great. He, oh, is he as good as Baker Mayfield? No, I think Baker Mayfield's better. Okay. But Jimmy but G's Jimmy a serviceable G's, quarterback. He's and better, Trey, Trey Lance is still... There's, He's unproven. I yeah. but I think they're You're definitely going with the higher upside player by starting Trey Lance. Higher ceiling. Yes. Higher ceiling. You probably could argue lower floor. Probably. Yeah. But the good news is if say Trey Lance just fucking sucks, 
do they a lot still of have R- grapple yeah do a lot of rpos and they made the playoffs last year so yeah did they they made the playoffs i believe so the rams beat them in the playoffs i think because they played three times yeah anyway so i'm going uh chargers over niners all right kind of a little transition into fantasy football which also starts tonight yeah what uh we don't have to go through our teams because nobody cares, but who would you say is the most uh, overrated fantasy player this year coming in with all the hype? Overrated? Overrated. I mean, just because it's it's super fucking hard to remain on top year in, year out, it's got to be Jonathan Taylor. Anytime you have someone's like, the, I, this is the consensus number one player no matter what, yeah. they falter in some way, whether it's injuries. Like, I or, feel like especially the last like three, four years, the running backs have shifted so easily. Like, the top ten running backs have shifted so much from year to year. Like, where was Jonathan Taylor last year? Was He was, he was probably still top ten, but, like, consensus top 15 yeah, I think running like back, a, maybe? No, top, running back, he was, like, a top six running back still last year. Was he? Yeah. Going into fantasy drafts? Yeah. Okay. I remember Mixon being a lot higher last year. Aaron Jones was really high last year. I think another person that I have on a couple teams... That I'm not super excited for, but he had a good season last year because of a ton of touchdowns. Connor. Yeah. I runs think he's, hard, but he's very dependent on touchdowns. touchdowns. And, and the way he runs, like. I mean, I love the guy. Like, he was with so a couple good in college. He I was. Him on yeah. the Steelers. He overcame cancer. Like, great guy. Because I think he's a little overrated. Those are my yeah. two. The most overrated is, uh, I think, anyone on your fantasy team. Oh, because like, I f- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you just type them up. I mean, I don't know. I'm like a I, big self-hate uh, of my teams. Like, all, well, all no, my teams suck. Well, if nobody... If you don't hate your team after you draft, are you really even playing fantasy football? No, not really. Yeah. Every, every, you like everyone team, hates their teams. Pencil, just, pencil just so in. everybody knows, AJ is absolutely the guy in every fantasy draft who has a comment for everyone's pick. Like, oh, 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 yeah, that's 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 early. You're reaching there. And then AJ will always draft at least two people that you have never heard of and is like the third string running back for okay, someone who might not play. Like, you were a big Trey Sermon guy last year. Who I was not a big Trey Sermon guy. You were. No. You drafted him in your league. Did not. I, can, I bet you were. I can prove you on that that I did not draft <laughs> Trey Sermon. Uh, who are you most excited for on your teams this year? I'm a... This maybe goes into like who do you think like is a sneaky good pick or is going to outplay their draft? I'm a huge AJ Dillon guy. This okay, year. I think the full transition to AJ Dillon taking over that backfield comes into play. They're going to use both running backs a ton because their wide receivers suck. I agree. Their tight ends, Tanyan's coming off an injury, so there's a lot of opportunity there. And I think being the bigger back, Dillon's going to get more red zone attempts, at least inside the five goal line. So so AJ Dillon. So Aaron Jones was on my list, though, as someone who's probably going too low in fantasy drafts. Yes. Because he's really good out of the backfield, and I think they're going to use a lot of two-back sets this year. No, they have to. Right. You have to have your best players on the field, especially when you have Alan Rizard as your number one wideout. Right. I also do think uh, Bateman... Rashad Bateman. Rashad Bateman. God, you're the big Baltimore guy. A lot big of people Baltimore like Bateman. Guy. I mean, year. Bateman, big body receiver, can he's. I think he suits more what the what kind of style play that Lamar Jackson wants to do. Well, 100%. And he, I'm like, he almost kind of reminds me a 
bit of like an Anquan Bolden. I could see that. Kinda. I could see that. So I mean, he. I think he, like you said, he fits what they want to do more there. He's a better blocker than uh, Hollywood Brown. Uh, Obviously, yeah. much bigger. Like Bateman. When I, when I say big body receiver, that's comparing to what they had out there before. Mm-hmm. He's like, what, 6'1", 6'2", 200 pounds. So he's not like a giant man by any means. But yep. I think uh, I think he can be sneaky good, especially in the red zone. At this point, they're going to have to double Mandrews being their number one target. So that's going to open things up probably for Bateman and even, uh, even a little Isaiah Likely. Oh, you love him. Loved him in college, too. So I have, uh, were you done? Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, so I spent. I got three guys on my list, and I have a combination of them on a couple of my different teams. But uh, I love Allen Robinson this year. He's the one I'm most excited to see because he he's basically played an entire career almost with the Bears without like a single down of even average quarterback play. Uh, so I'm Darnell Mooney, Allen Robinson. Oh, sorry. Who is now on the Rams, so I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do with not only with McVay kind of moving him around, but one, him not having to be doubled every play. And be the number one guy. He's the number two guy there. Right, exactly. And with Stafford, who knows how to throw to big body receivers who have good catch radiuses. He's an Orchard Lake Lake St. Mary's guy. Penn State grad. Michigan man. So I'm excited to see him play. This goes back to my Matt Ryan play, but I think uh, Michael Pittman Jr. could have love, a big year. Love missing Michael Pittman Jr. Big dude. Big, for, not, can high I mean, obviously not Julio, but he can high point Julio type for Matt Ryan to throw to. And then and he was a ton of fun to watch at USC. And Mostly then, I just love like players that I love like, betting on and watching yeah. in college. Yep. This carries over. And then got to throw a hometown guy in there. I'm excited to see what uh, DeAndre Swift can do this year if he can stay healthy. With you. I'm also excited for Amon Ross St. Brown if he can continue uh, the... Uh, He's got one more. If he can catch, I think, seven eight, or eight passes. Yes. Seven? Seven passes. In the opener against the Eagles, he'd like tie like four people ever to have like seven catches in eight straight games or something like that. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Is this the end of Zeke? He just Every time I see no, him, I think so he I th- gets fatter. I think... Uh, both Zeke and Saquon will be sneaky, variable, valuable with where you can get them I mean, draft. Zeke for sure with how low he's going. Yeah. But I'm not going to say they're going to be top five running backs, but like I think those two, those two guys are too talented to be going where they're going. They are, but I'm really I'm not worried because I hate the fucking Cowboys. But the their O line has some trouble. Like I think Dak's just going to have to sling it all over the field because I don't think their O line is going to be very good. But anyway, I'm not a big Cowboys guy. We need our resident Cowboy fan on here, Cal Bobian, to talk us well, into the intricacies of their injuries and their <laughs> offensive line. Right. Well, go Lions and go Stafford tonight. Let's get into time to lose some money. Yeah. So last week, pretty solid, I'd say. Uh, I was 2-2. Two and two, You were 2-1. and one. Yep. If Peyton Thorne could hit the broadside of a barn, I think I'd be 3-1. and one. <laughs> Because Michigan State team total missed by, I think, three points. I ended up, like, three betting Michigan State at one point and still hit all the bets, so that was pretty good. Yeah. Well, you're also, like, you're you're also big on, like, if the, if you bet a favorite and they just start sucking, you love oh, betting. Love you love live betting the underdog. <laughs> no, I live bet the favorite Did, I still. You, I thought you loved oh, live Oh, no, I keep loading up on the same team. You told me you live bet Western Michigan. I was just mad, so I didn't I didn't do oh. that, though. I double, I double bet Michigan State again. Okay. But, yeah. Um... um I think it was a good first week. We didn't lose, 
any money. We're staying up. Staying rocks, up. locks, hit as hit. well. One and zero for the rocks, lock. So why don't we kick it off with that? I'll do my college, and since I have NFL, I'll go first with college and yep. then close it out. So first off with the rocks, lock, who's one and zero on the year. USC minus seven and a half. And they're playing Stanford, correct? I believe so. I don't love I don't love that number pretty much ever. Well, but it was eight. It just it's gone down. I'm yeah. probably like it at eight. At least get a push somehow. I'm going with five plays this week. Okay. Uninformed plays. This is strictly my gut reaction to week one, good or bad. So you're just betting games you've watched a portion of? I'm betting games where I at least watched one of the teams play a little bit last week. Okay. I'm almost the opposite. I'm betting games where I only watched one of the five. So I'm going uh, Virginia plus four and a half at Illinois. So you're just fading the Big Ten? I'm just fading Illinois. Okay. Well, that doesn't go with my second pick because I'm also taking Iowa State at Iowa plus three and a half. Somehow Iowa scored seven points with two safeties last week. Okay. Then won seven to three. Uh Another game that was just insane ending last week, but UNC, Georgia State, I'm going over 64.5. That line somehow dropped three points since I checked it on Monday or Tuesday. And I think UNC might score 60 points every game this season. I don't know about that, but I what's the number you got? 64.5? 64.5, yep. I, I don't hate that bet. And then my last two plays are from the kind of the marquee game last week, Ohio State-Notre Dame, where... I don't know how you felt about it, but I came away actually more impressed with both teams than I thought I would be. I came away more impressed with Notre Dame, and I was a little... I think Notre Dame's defense is really fucking good. That's why I'm going to bet Notre Dame minus 20.5 at home home opener against Marshall. And then I think Ohio State is as disappointed as you in their offensive performance last week. And I think they just lay the wood this week. So I'm just going to go over in the game 68.5. Who are they playing again? Uh, I didn't even write that down. Great, great, great. I will find it out shortly, though. But those are my five plays. Okay. So I'm I'm going with games I followed but didn't really watch. Like teams, I didn't really watch their games much last week. Okay. Uh, we are on the opposite of one of these bets. Ohio State's playing Arkansas State, by the way. Okay. So a little, a little fun belt action. Yeah, uh, I got Friday night special. Oh, two, baby. two teams coming off a loss where their offenses play putrid. Their defenses aren't up to snuff. Yep. So I'm thinking there's some points here. I got uh, Central Florida, UCF, Louisville over 61 and a half. Okay. Both their offenses played well below their capabilities against their opponents last week. I think that... Their defenses aren't very good, so their offenses can't get back on track. I think UCF is favored. I'm not going to bet that, but give me the points. Uh, I got Southern Mississippi, the U over, 51.5. I think Miami can score that themselves. I'm pretty sure like the over in Miami games is like ten and like 9-1 and one in their last 10. Yeah, it dates back to last season. It's not the exact same team, but I'll take a... A good, a decent Miami team over a shitty Southern Miss team. Okay. UTSA minus three against Army. Who the Roadrunners? The Roadrunners. Big win last week, and I think Army is kind of they're not playing like obviously Power Five teams, but they were just at Coastal Carolina. They're going to play another very big G 
good G5 team, I think UTSA pulls it out, especially the UTSA's quarterback is fucking sick. Guy's great. Okay. Uh, I got Iowa, minus three and a half. Oh, we're going to each other week one. They're at home. I mean, it, three and a half almost seems like 30 in this game, the line. True. So, like, I don't I don't hate the Iowa State play, but I just think, like, Iowa's defense is probably the best, top five, let's say, in the country. They're so fucking good. Their secondary is great. They have a phenomenal linebacker. And there's no way their offense can be that bad. There's just no way. No way. There's just no way. So I'm taking that they win. They, they're going to win this game like 13-3. Okay. I think that I think the defense will score a touchdown to get them over the over the hump. And then my last play, uh, this is going to be a team that I probably ride their totals, team total and everything, all year. Their quarterback, Sanders, is just electric. Yeah. Athletic as hell, can sling the ball, can run. Oakey State, team total over 34.5. Great number for that as well. Yeah. So... Lock that in. Hope we can go four and one, three and two, and uh, no NFL plays. No, okay. I've well, learned I've... in the past that like NFL is not my strong suit. Oh, I love the NFL. So I'm out on the I NFL. I did pretty well on NFL last year. So just because this won't probably won't even be out, nobody's gonna listen to this by the time the game starts. But I would lean Rams tonight plus two and a half at home. Anytime you get returns of bull champ plus odds, yeah. I don't hate that play. So I have uh, five plays. I have, uh, I'm going to go 49ers, minus 6.5 at Chicago. I just think the Niners' defense is going to be overwhelming for Justin Fields, and I don't think the Bears' defense is going to be very good this year. Taking the Lions, got to. Getting four at home against Philly. Sold-out crowd. The Mm. first non-Thanksgiving game that they did standing room only tickets for since 2017. Okay. Packed house in Detroit. Electric atmosphere. I will be in-house. Uh, Packers, minus one and a half at Minnesota. I don't love this game, but I'm going to take Green Bay to win on the road. I think the new coach coordinator for Minnesota is going to take some time to find his groove. As a Lions fan, you're like oddly obsessed with the Packers. I hate, I couldn't hate anyone more than the Packers. Yeah, but you have like Aaron Rodgers on multiple fantasy teams. You're I'm not, I don't, I don't care. I don't, I don't, like, no, listen, I, are you draft, a closeted Packers fan? I draft fantasy teams to win money, not to root I think you're for them. a closet Packers fan. No, I hate the Packers. I, we were just, I was just talking about this the other day with uh, some of my buddies. It's like, what teams in all of sports do you hate the most? Green Bay might actually be number one in front of Michigan State and Ohio State. Hmm. Yeah, seems anyway. like it. Uh, I'm also taking uh, Raiders, Chargers under 52 and a half. Not just because it seems the, like a game. The season, seems like me. a game where everybody's going to try and jump on the over. So I'm going to go fill each other out. I'm going to go under in that one, and then dip of the week. Hmm. You have a dip of the week. Oh, do I have a dip of the week? All right, let me go first. I'm going to go dip of the week. I'm going to dip the Bengals down to minus a half at home against the Steelers, and then uh, Niners down to minus a half as well. At home or at Chicago to win okay. the so both basically to win the game and not tie. Yeah, that works. So my dip of the week it's a, a variant of a previous dip I've had. You know, everyone loves a good spinach artichoke dip, obviously. But Nino Salvaggio's has a spinach parmesan dip. Okay. And, oh, oh baby. Oh boy. It comes in like little like four ounce containers. Interesting. I, if the if the container was deeper, I'd fuck it. That's wow. that's how good it is. Throw a little wow. pita chip in there, maybe a little tortilla chip, 
whatever you want. You could eat. You could eat with your hands. It's you know, get the Nino Salvaggios and, and grab some. I'm interested. That's my that's my dip of the week. Well, I like it. Well, I will uh, keep an eye out on Instagram and Twitter for the picks at 100 underscore keep it under. We will keep everyone posted on those next week, regardless of when we record. And we will do a deep dive on Oakland Hills and Meadowbrook. You lucky bastard. So go Lions and uh, keep it under 100. When you grab all your buds and you about to hit the links. When you take out a club and you about to hit a swing. What you gonna do? Shit, what you mean? Keep it under, keep it under, under 100. 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 We keep it under 100.